0: Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 26th. This is episode number 784. This is the day we focus on all things Mom Strong International. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the fruit of the Spirit that gives us freedom from anger. Stick around, I think you're going to be encouraged. Right, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Today, I am really thrilled that you're here. We are in the middle of a very busy summer here at the Firmly Planted Homeschool Resource Center. And if you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, you're definitely gonna wanna do it. We are just gearing up for an incredible fall and I am excited because uh, we're seeing lots and lots of parents pulling their kids out of public school. And listen, if you're anywhere in the Portland, Vancouver metropolitan area, or even out in the in the, in the sticks, uh, come on over. You can check out what we're doing and uh, we can help you take your children out of school and and uh, teach you basically what it takes to homeschool your kids. There are a couple of parent qualifying courses coming up and uh, we can direct you over to them, so come on out to the firmly planted homeschool resource center, uh, and we are here typically in the summertime Monday through Thursday. I actually record at the center, so if you're interested in in uh, joining our very small studio audience) <laughs> You can come out on Wednesdays and uh, I record. Speaking of the podcast and the studio audience, uh, you guys, I hope you enjoyed Dr. Duke Pesta. I thought that was a fantastic interview. Tomorrow, I'm gonna be interviewing my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook, and she will be on the show with me on Friday, and we're gonna be talking about how you can raise self-confident, biblically grounded kids in the culture right now. And man, if there was ever a a time for that, uh, that time is definitely now. For those of you who are doing the scripture writing challenge with me, today's verse is found in Colossians chapter 1, verses nine to 10. So I'm gonna read it for you. It says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. That's really what we want for our kids. That's definitely what we are shooting for at MomStrong International. If you haven't joined us at MomStrong International yet, uh, this is a great time to do it. The uh, scripture writing community over there now has topped 12,000. And so we are thrilled to see so many of you joining us to write out God's word every month. Did you know that we have copywork over there for your kids? And it's also available now in Spanish. So check it out if you've got friends who uh, Spanish is their first language, or maybe they're trying to learn Spanish. uh, Scripture writing is a great way to do that. And you can sign up for that. It doesn't cost you anything. And that is over at momstronginternational.com. I wanna let you guys know, I'm gonna be uh, lots of stuff coming up on my calendar. First of all, right now we are in the and the very beginning of a class I am doing on everyday oils, basically how to use essential oils. You can check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash oils. On July 2nd, I'm speaking for the Slavic Action Summit. So really looking forward to that. If you haven't uh if you've never been to a conference where I have been speaking, uh it's hard, I think it's hard to really explain them, but I love speaking in front of live audiences. And the Lord's been giving me lots of opportunity to do it. I will be speaking for the California Home Educators Association, July 11th through the 13th. And then the very next weekend, I will be speaking for AFI, the 18th through the 20th in Phoenix, Arizona. So if you're in any of those places, um, check it out. I will link back to those things in the show notes today. All right, so right now we are coming up on our very last uh, week of the study for um, for June. And so since this is the 26th of June, we're in the last week, we've been studying the fruits of the spirit. Today, we're gonna talk a little bit about freedom from anger and the fruit of the spirit that offers that freedom is self-control. Galatians chapter five, verses 16 to 18 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Let's go ahead and open up this podcast in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the opportunity that you give me three times a week to come and bring a word of encouragement that's based in the wisdom of your word, the Bible. Lord, as we talk a little bit about the fruit of the spirit that is self-control today, I pray that you would just encourage us all, wherever we are in our walk with you, that you don't want us to stay where you found us, you want us to grow in respect to salvation and in the knowledge of your word. Father, I pray for every person that's listening to this who is struggling with anger, and has not experienced the fruit of the spirit that is self-control, Lord, would you show us what that looks like? Help us, Father, to walk in right relationship with you, that our lives would give you glory, and that we would be living, breathing testimonies of the gospel and the grace of Jesus. We love you. We invite you into everything that we're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so as I'm out on the road this summer, I am meeting an awful lot of guys who are saying, hey, Heidi, could you please give a shout out to the men who are listening to this. And so I wanna take just a second and do that because I know as we talk about anger, sometimes the men that I'm talking to on uh, out on the road, one of the reasons we focused on it is because people ask me all the time, hey, could you talk a little bit about this? And we experience the, you know, anger for lots of different reasons and God wants us to be free from it. So if you're a guy who's listening to this today and you're like, oh my goodness, that's me. Can I just encourage you? A, you're not alone. And B, God wants you to be free. He wants you to be free. And uh, I know that the momstrong Strong International is a women's study and we say, you hey, no guys allowed. But honestly, uh, God's word is for Everyone. God's word is for all of us. We are supposed to be walking in a right relationship with him and encouraging others to do the same. And the Greek word for self-control, um, is it, it, it includes especially uh, continence. And this is something that maybe the guys won't understand, but the women will totally get it, especially the women who have had children. Can I have a moment of silence? for our absolute avoidance of things like trampolines, right? Laughing. (laughs) If you've given up laughing altogether, I totally understand. Uh, But if you've had kids and you're older than 47, chances are pretty good that at some point in your life, you've experienced a little bit of a critical failure in your lower half. So we could talk about, you know, we could swap stories Uh, Which we won't do on the podcast today. Uh, You're welcome. But the Greek word for self control includes, especially, continence and temperance, right? And that's just funny. So, the next time a situation arises where self control is needed and your spirit is thinking that uh, your way is better, pay attention. Because if you drive past a trampoline or you start laughing uncontrollably, take the spirit's hint and exert self control. Interestingly, uh, biblical self control is actually spirit fed self-control. These are the heart attitudes that are peace and patience and self-control and they interweave to bring the fullest development of each one. So it's like a tapestry, right? The front is this beautiful picture, but if you turn it on to over and look at the back, it's a crisscross and a mishmash of all colors in all directions. Aristotle said, I count him braver who overcomes his desires than he who conquers his enemies. For the hardest victory is the victory over self, and Jesus understood that. Jesus understood how important it was for us to get a grip on our own on our own uh, fleshly desires. Right, the Bible teaches us that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is what it's weak. And so, I want you guys to understand this is important because the enemy would want us to believe that this fruit is something that we need to attain by our own work, like this idea of self control. But Paul states very clearly in Romans chapter 8 verse 13, for if you live according to the flesh you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. So God's telling us you can't do this on your own. I want to help you do it. And God will God will do that. And so what what uh, the apostle Paul is teaching us to do really is to deny ourselves, to take up our cross and follow God. And you guys, there is freedom in it. There is freedom. And so for those of you who are tracking along with me in week four, I am actually on page 63. So uh, it's quite a ways down uh, in the study. And one of the things that we started with was talking about Lou Priolo's, uh, out of his book, The Heart of Anger, he describes a five-step process by which rebellion takes root. So It starts this way. Uh, First step is somebody gets wounded and you can get wounded from a real or a perceived offense, right? Oftentimes we get wounded and the person that wounded us is like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't do that on purpose. I didn't, I certainly didn't mean to do that. It was an accident or whatever. Or maybe we misunderstood something and we choose to be offended. And the hurt is the seed that grows into the root of bitterness. And then bitterness grows if the wounded person does not respond biblically to the hurt by either A, forgiving, B, overlooking, or C, recognizing the offense was not wrong. In other words, it shouldn't have been something that they should have been offended by in the first place. I want to take a look at at the second part of this, though, uh, this wounded person who doesn't respond biblically. Um, it's easy to see how we could respond by not forgiving, right? That's a no-brainer. But oftentimes we, we choose not to overlook something and we should overlook it, right? Uh, there are things that, you know, somebody will say something to us that hurts our feelings or they'll uh, leave a snarky comment on social media or whatever it was, and we can allow that bitterness to come in or we can just go, nah, I'm gonna get over it. And really that's what the Apostle Paul is saying, right, in Second Corinthians. And we need to, at some point, just be able to say, I'm over it. Uh, let it go, right? Can you just hear it? Let it go, let it go, right? Just let it go. And oftentimes we don't wanna let it go, we wanna hang on to it, right? We talked about that last week. Uh, we hang on to our angry eyebrows like they used to do in VeggieTales and then bitterness begins to grow. And anger that is habitual and deep in the heart can take root uh, after bitterness sets in. So this is not referring to a quick outburst, but rather a character based anger. In other words, we just pre- pretty much just anger all angry all the time. We live in a state of being offended. we're, we're uh, we cut people off. We're rude. We can be disrespectful, and uh, stubbornness then is the next thing. Stubborn follows stubbornness follows anger, and surprisingly, it is the immediate step before rebellion. Right, and so in his book, Priolo gives the picture of a backsliding heifer pushing her front hooves into the ground to counteract her master who is trying to push or pull her forward. That's stubbornness. And I think as parents, oftentimes we don't realize, and my friend Kathy Cook, she's coming on the show on Friday with me, and we'll be talking a little bit about what is behind this heart of anger. How can you help your children? And often it's on the parent. Uh, They realize that their child is stubborn and we might deal with the stubbornness But we're not really getting to the root. We're looking at the fruit. So stubbornness would be the fruit. And what's the root? Anger is often the root. And so after stubbornness, often we find rebellion is the next step. And rebellion emerges when behavior characteristics have gone past the biblical definition of an angry man and align with the biblical characteristics of a fool. The Bible teaches us that a companion of fools suffers harm. And so often as parents, we allow our children to hang out with kids that we know are bad influences on them because a we don't have the we we just don't have the wisdom or we don't have the the um the push to make sure that we protect them and we wind up with all manner of struggles with our kids. And often it comes from those five steps I just talked to. And parents, we can actually put our kids in harm's way and allow them to be wounded when we don't pay attention to A, who they're hanging out with, B, have we allowed them to work through, to really work through the issues uh, that they're facing? So, because we're all gonna get wounded in this life, right? Wounding inevitably comes uh, because we live here on the earth, right? And so what we wanna do is train our hearts to uh, to long for peace and patience and self-control, to long to choose restraint other than allowing uh, a seed uh, of pain to germinate into bitterness in our hearts. And so this month for the Bible study, we're focusing a little bit, there's several passages and I'll I'll list them to you here in a second. But in Job chapter 30, verses 16 and 19, we see Job in a fair amount of pain. The dude had every reason to be upset, right? So many things had gone wrong. His kids were dead, uh, all kinds of things that he was uh, facing and struggling with. And yet, um, the he doesn't get chastised for crying out to God. And in fact, he lets his grief uh, he lets his grief just uh, be shown. It kind of goes into a full blown grief mode and it's okay to grieve, you guys. If something's going on in your life and you're struggling through it, it's okay to grieve. And he, and uh, Job was grieving. So check this out. This is what he said in Job chapter 30, verses 16 and 19. And now my soul is poured out because of my plight, because of the situation that he's in. The days of affliction take hold of me. My bones are pierced in me at night and gnawing pains take no rest. But great by great force, my garment is disfigured. It binds about me as the collar of my coat. He has cast me into the mire and I have become like dust and ashes." And here is Job just saying, what is going on? I am in so much pain. And I know a lot of you are listening to this right now can relate to that. And the truth is we want to, the the Bible says it's all right. We pour our hearts out before the Lord knowing that he cares about us, that he's listening to us. Uh, This is Isaiah in uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verses four to six. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering, and yet we considered him punished by God, stricken and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus understands your grief, right? The Bible teaches us that he was a man of sorrows that was acquainted with grief. And it's all right to grieve. And in your grieving, remember that Jesus bore an inordinate amount of pain for us. And we want to say thank you. And so when we grieve, but we don't give that to the Lord or we allow it to become, uh, we allow instead of giving that pain and that grief and that disappointment to the Lord, if we allow our attitudes to grow into bitterness. We need to own our part in that, because the Lord has been through. Uh, the Lord has been through far worse than we have been through. He understands our sorrows. He was punished for our sin, and yet He knew no sin. And God is saying, "If you'll come to Me, I can help you. I want to help you." God longs to give you freedom. Uh, in Jeremiah chapter fifteen, verses eighteen and nineteen, here's Jeremiah absolutely in pain before the Lord. The Bible calls him the weeping prophet. He said, why is my pain unceasing, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? Will you be to me like a deceitful brook, like waters that fail? So he's asking the Lord, like, when is enough enough? Why, why is this happening? Are you not gonna come around? And the Lord answers him in the very next verse. Therefore, thus says the Lord, if you return, I'll restore you. And you will stand before me if you utter what is precious and not what is worthless. You shall be as my mouth. They shall turn to you, but you shall not turn to them. Jeremiah was feeling this pain that was unceasing. And he doubted that at any point that God was gonna make it stop. And when God answers him in verse 19, he answers with a call to, quote, extract the precious from the worthless. And he's saying, Jeremiah, reign in your thought patterns. Rain in your incorrect thinking about me. And Jeremiah knew God and loved him, right? But he needed to exercise self-control and take his thoughts captive. You are an ambassador for Christ. And I'm often saying that to women when I'm out speaking and to men who come and talk to me. I think sometimes we forget that we are God's ambassadors as if God were making his appeal through us, Right? Uh, and in verse 19 of 2 Corinthians chapter five, we read the apostle Paul talking to the church in Corinth, this sick church, right? That had uh, that would had been uh, turned on its ear because of sin, right? And it, the apostle Paul is pleading with them. He's saying, listen, uh, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. The old life is gone, the new has begun. This is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ, And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. And here it is. So we are Christ's ambassadors. As if God were making his appeal through us, we speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to God. You are Christ's ambassadors. Men and women, uh, stop what you're doing with, with me for just a second. Stop the laundry, stop the dishes, quiet the water that's coming out of the sink and listen to what it means to be an ambassador for Jesus. Does your life say, I am a follower of Jesus? Does your life say, God has set me free? Because this life that we lead is not about us. It is about him. Our culture flaunts sexual immorality. It flaunts a lack of self-control. Our culture is telling us that we can do whatever we want and be whatever we want. It wants us to cause other people to stumble. And I wanna encourage you today as representatives of the Lord Jesus, let's choose to honor him in every area of our lives. This is a way that we can joyfully honor him as we exercise self-control in our life because we are his ambassadors. Let's be the best ambassadors because we love him. Remember, it's not about us, it's about Jesus. I wanna say thanks to everybody for listening today. We so appreciate the reviews that you're leaving for the podcast over at iTunes. And uh, we're excited to see what's coming up in the, fall I've got several Heidi St John conferences coming up I'll be in Lee Summit Missouri and the early bird pricing for that ends really quick so if you're out anywhere near Lee Summit Missouri Kansas City uh, Missouri Kansas City Kansas I'm really excited to be there for a one-day event August 24th uh, we're going to be doing Miracle work or the life-changing power of following Jesus after that my conference my women's conference will be in Fredericksburg Virginia on September 14th and then in Vancouver Washington on October 12th. See, these are all my women's conference. And if you've got a daughter who's, I'd say, 14 years of age or older and want to bring her, this is a great opportunity to do to do so. We spend all day talking about the word of God and how to apply it to our lives and uh, in the culture around us. I'm telling you what, it's life-changing. So check it out. You can find out more information about those events at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Also, you guys, I have asked those of you who have recently opened an account with my friends at Evangelical Christian Credit Union to let me know what you think. And today, I wanna share one of the testimonials that we received. Melissa from Maryland wrote in sharing this. Hello there, I love your podcast and I'm so encouraged by your ministry. Thanks, Melissa. (laughs) You asked for feedback on ECCU and I'm here to say that they are amazing. I homeschool and opened a Start Young account for both of my daughters. It was so easy. I was hesitant at first to bank with them simply because they are on the West Coast and I am in Maryland. However they made it easy. It only took about five minutes to apply for each account and within a day or two, the accounts were open and ready to use. All you need is your child's social security number. It has been a great experience thank you for encouraging me to check them out. This will be a great tool for my girls as they grow up and learn about finances. So this is something that's really important to us over at the podcast. If you haven't checked out our sponsor, Evangelical Christian Credit Union, I wanna encourage you to do so and uh, let us know how it's working for you. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll see you back here on Friday with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook.